welcome back to the Crazy Poultry Podcast. I am your host, Ian Gaioloco, and staying by to, after we just talked about the, the or the Suicide Squad movie, which please feel free to go listen to that, but based off of that, we decided to stay around and do a couple of quick catch-up reviews on stuff we've also seen, because it's been a number of months, <laughs> and you know, we have seen a number of ones, some have seen more than the other, or barely any at all but we're gonna get those out uh so still with me is mr nickerish chicken nick wood howdy y'all and still here with us just in general the gobbler damon anderson <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i hope so <laughs> oh jeez. so so i have technically uh seven movies that we have all gone to theater or seen together uh there is one in here that two of us have seen and one has not uh and then afterwards we'll if we want we can dive into ones that you know one single person has seen or you know just two of us but basically this is just a catch-up to say hey we have seen more than you know the last review out there or because we did do a lot of dedication to the uh, title showdown matches recently so uh, but we did briefly mention this one but up first which actually holds also the honor for me going back into the theater for the first time and that was this movie right here Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> uh, th- this was one that I was also the biggest detractor amongst us because I was like, "Do we really need to see this?" It it's just again another repeating. Uh, the universe as a whole had not been that strong for me. Uh, Godzilla I thought was pretty good. I thought Kong's Skull Island was okay, but I've decided I'm gonna probably go revisit it at some point. I despised King of the Monsters, uh, so I didn't have much hype going into this. And I was like, but you know, my first time going back into the theater, I'm not expecting Oscar-worthy stuff here. Just be a good time. And you know what it was? Because <laughs> literally I made the guess of all the stuff we saw in the trailer was the fight sequences that we would see. And I was wrong. It was actually like... 70 some percent maybe even 80 percent it was fight so i was wrong uh definitely one of the weakest scripts out there yeah but for what it was i had fun and you know what i had a good time so that's all i can really say about it uh if i had to boil it down yeah there's a few nitpicks there there's character stuff there there's script stuff there but I've also heard the 4K is actually amazing, so yeah, I'll, I'll really check it out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, go around the table, I guess, Mr. Nick. Um, you know, as you said, the uh, 
the universe wasn't hasn't been so kind to us lately. And uh, the King of the Monsters as a movie as a whole, I did not like at all. But I thought some of the kaiju's looked pretty sweet, and you, know, you always want to see the kaiju's facing off against each other. And then Skull Island was pretty good, and then got that Godzilla was pretty good, but it looked like it looked like it was going in the wrong direction. But I thought this kind of was the reprisal, and I think it lived up to his name. I, I loved the battle sequences. I didn't expect there to be as much as you said. About 70-75% of the movie was that. And again, you know, the humans are 99% <laughs> forgetful, but there was the one with Kong, the little girl, mm -hmm. that I thought was obviously a huge part of it, and I did connect with her quite a bit. And um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I didn't love it. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out. It is. Oh, it is. When? There you go. Uh, for me, like I, I went into it like I, I've always been a big fan of uh, Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Like I even liked the crappy one from like what '98. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was bad. Godzilla 2000. Whatever. It Matthew Roderick. No, it's not that one. <laughs> oh. Matthew Matthew Broderick. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Oh. It's it's horrible, but yes, I still is. just anything Godzilla related is usually because one, the movie is bad, but it spawned an awesome TV series. Like the animated series mm -hmm. is cool, but uh, as far as it goes, like I, I just enjoy even like the old movies that are kind of campy and goofy. Like they're fun to watch. Any of the kaiju stuff is always great, and yeah, I, going into this, I knew what I wanted and I got what I wanted. I'm not going in expecting a great story, ever. I just want to see two of, like, the greatest heroes just fight it out, you know. Fight each other. I want to see them just have crazy battles, knocking over fucking buildings and all that. And that's what happened. I was a little surprised with Mechagodzilla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little strange, but whatever. It was fun. I, th that's all that I cared about was f the fighting. Like, the story doesn't have to be great. You know, I like it to be okay-ish, and that was that was it was. It was all right. It wasn't great, but it was all right. It was good enough for me to not hate it. Plus, they had um, ah, I can't even remember her name. The girl who played Eleven in Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown was in it. She's always been pretty good. So speaking of that, hashtag uh, trailer for season four has <laughs> came out. So, um. Yeah, uh, I felt like going into it, I was like, yep, this is basically Batman versus Superman. I know how this structure is going to go, and it did pretty much go that way. Uh, but it I, works for this. I, you don't I, have to worry about, you know. I But I did like how at the end, Godzilla gave this look to Kong, like, oh, this shit ain't over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I would probably say mine would be a B. Yeah, I, I was thinking B minus, but man, there, there was so much cool battles, and it just, it just kind of shocked me more than I thought it was going to, so I'll give it a B. I'll go B minus, actually. I mean, there was still a little bit left to love, but, you know, I really honestly wish they wouldn't have included Mechagodzilla. Um, it technically got spoiled if you looked at the trailers carefully. Yeah. When also they released the toy. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, I'm like, eh, you know. It Stud is what studios it is. have to watch that. Yeah, right. But a B minus is still pretty good. Oh, you know, compared bad. to some movies oh, like I've oh, seen. Overall, it gets a B. Though. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that it would fall under that B-ish movie territory, though. It's a bit more high scale than those, yeah. but... Yeah. Well, like, you know, so like I said, movies, like, if they do what I love, like, this movie doesn't necessarily have to be great. It just has to have fighting. It has to have more fighting than the past ones, and that's all I cared about. So, it worked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's our feelings on Godzilla versus Kong. You know, if you were into it and you want to have a good time, just go ahead and check it out. Uh, but now to move on to the next film that we saw that we can finally get our opinions out. <laughs> oh, no. And that is the new Mortal Kombat movie that came out. Uh, I grew up, uh, I loved, and then I grew to just appreciate the corniness and kind of stupidity of the original Mortal Kombat movie that came out. In fact, for a long time, I was like, yeah, this is actually what video game movies have to try to contend with because they're all usually shitty. <laughs> and this one, I thought... This one that I'm speaking of from the earlier one, I was like, you know what? It still kind of holds up. It has some questionable CGI moments, but I actually liked the number of the characters. And Shao Kahn was always the perfect choice with that actor. Um, and then we have another one, but that might be a different topic, so I'm not going to go too much into yeah, it. That might be a rotten that, that eggs. Might, that <laughs> might be a rotten eggs. Uh, I have never been really a game a player of the Mortal Kombat because it was just a game series and type that I was just like, yeah, it's, I, I can't do this. It's not for me. Uh, but I appreciated what it did for the gaming industry. Uh, and then when I saw the first trailer for this new Mortal Kombat, I was like, oh, well, you know what? This actually looks like they're putting serious time, effort, and it might be really, really good, actually. Um, and after seeing it, I kind of didn't want to put my opinion out there because I don't have the best experience with it. Uh, I could not pay attention to it really because there was so many distractions in the theater. There was loud people. There was just ongoing stuff. And I was just like, I don't think I'm the best person to give my opinion out because I don't feel like I actually caught it. I do feel like I watched at least the first 10 minutes of it. And I thought those first 10 minutes were pretty awesome. So I had to give myself time and thought, think it through. Uh, I'm iffy on it. There's stuff that I did really like about it, but then there's other things that I did not really like about it. Uh, it just falls into that middle category. Like, I think I would actually still watch the other one over this one. But th that is just my opinion. And can go around. I, I know that you two were way more hyped for this than me, so. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I, I love the games. Games are great. Like, the, the, you know, even, like, the, the, the ones that were kind of bad, like Deception, Deadly Alliance, like, those are still pretty fun to play. But this movie, I was really hyped to go into because I do, I'm like you, I like the first movie. The, the original movie, yeah, that's, it actually was. I still consider it a step for, you know, video game, because they did, they made the characters look great. Story was a little, eh, you know, it was all right, but they did an overall pretty decent job. 
And then this one, yeah, I was super hyped into it. Like, the characters look pretty good. Like, I think the actors were pretty decent. Like, choice for casting, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everything was, like, you know, in the place. It's like, okay, you know, we have potential. And then I watched it. And then I was sadly disappointed <laughs> because the fighting is okay. The fight scenes are all right. Mm-hmm. Although, I do like the fatalities. Usually, all the fatalities were awesome. And fun to watch. Like, I'll give them that. Those That was always really cool to see. Um, especially, uh, oh, God, Kung Lao's. That was cool. That was fun. That was that was brutal and fun. And they killed them. And they them. killed them all. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they killed Kung Lao. And then they brought it. For some reason, the story centers around Cole. Cole. Who the fuck is Cole? He's just made for the movie. Yeah. They made this other character, and I don't know if they did that like to be like, oh, well, we're putting the character in the, you know... Audience's shoes. Yeah, but you put me in, in front of a character that I don't know, I don't care about, and they never really done anything with him. They tried to make him sympathetic, but it didn't work, because I didn't really... Again, I don't care about the character. He was boring, and all the other characters became side characters, and I felt that's where they stuck with side characters, and... Villains, I mean, the villains were alright. Like, I don't hate, like, Cabal. I thought he was pretty cool. Which actually um, shocked me that he was a villain. Yeah, like, that was that was interesting, you know, so whatever. Um, but the, the villains didn't really necessarily, weren't too bad, but it's just overall, and, like, the story was just dumb. Like, I didn't like it. But, I mean, you know, I, just, I don't ever see myself watching this again. Like, I'm not mad that I spent the money to watch it the first time. Like, it was, you know... A movie has to be really bad for me to hate to spend the money to watch it in theaters, but, you know, it was, you know, I just don't ever see myself wanting to watch this again. I would much rather watch, like you said, watch the first one again because it's just so much fun and entertainment. Yeah, growing up, huge, huge Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I always said that it was, at one point it was Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter for me, and then I always put Mortal Kombat a little bit ahead of it just because it was a little darker and the fatalities and all that kind of stuff and first movie I'll still always have nostalgic feelings for I was really young I went and saw that in theaters when I was eight years old when literally they came out the year that Damon was born yeah, <laughs> yeah so, that was the number one movie on the day um, I was born yeah so I went and saw that when I was eight and I appreciate mom for taking me to see that because I don't think she knew what she was getting herself <laughs> into so but yes, not a great movie by any means, but it, it still completely holds up for me, and it introduced me to one of my favorite metal bands of all time, Fear Factory. Yeah. So, um, we'll get into... Why Scorpion's the best. That's right. It's my boy, he's my boy. Always has been. Um, we're not going to get into the other movie, but, <laughs> but there, there is Cause stuff I would like that. to talk about, and hopefully we do a Rotten Eggs on it in the future. It is and, uh, in the shuffle. <laughs> Okay, so going into this one, you know, the trailer looked pretty decent, um, and like Ian said, the experience was god-awful. Um, I almost... I, I don't usually like to t- t- like pick on people in theater, like, I usually don't like to go tell people, but, like, this time I was pretty close Yeah, I, how loud they were me being. Me too. I, it takes a lot for me to, you know, turn around and tell somebody to, you know, shut the hell up, but when you just... I feel like that wasn't intentional, but they brought, like, everybody and their dog with them. And I just felt like it would have been better for them to watch it at home on HBO. Yeah, it was like a family and, like, they're, like, nine kids. And I'm like, 
how much did it cost for you to come watch this movie? Like, you could have just had it on HBO. I don't yes. think it was an early show. Like, I really don't. It was a later show for that one, I think. It was like a 7 o'clock show or 6 o'clock or something. Well, yeah, but... So, you know, so they're taking... Like, it was past the time when the movie's tickets were cheaper. So, like, they literally probably spent $100 on tickets because they had candy if they got, too. Yeah, if they got concessions, too. You know, if they got concessions, they spent over $100 to come watch the film. Which, whatever, you know, I'm not telling people they can't come and watch the theater, but if I was a parent and I brought my child to a theater, I would leave in respect of what then everybody else enjoyed because it, if my kid was being... It was a five fifteen show. So, so it was five fifteen. so it was, it was a full-price ticket. And, you know... It's more of a respect thing for other patrons. Like, if you're going to, if something happens, just get up and go. Like, you know, it's unfortunate that you won't get to watch the movie. But like, like I said, I'd be, I wouldn't care so much if it wasn't on HBO Max. But they paid more than what they could have paid to watch it at home. It's very strange. You know, I guess you know a night out and all that. But like, it it really ruins the moment. You know, the, the experience of watching this movie when you have kids behind you. You know, like going, they were loud. They were and, making those noises and fighting behind you and on the side of you. And I'm like, I was, oh I was like, I think there's actually a real Mortal Kombat happening behind us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the kids fell down the stairs because of Travis. <laughs> well, that's another story, but <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you know, it's just I don't know. It, it was. I think it. I think the movie probably would have been a little better experience-wise, and I probably have a better, a little bit better of opinion. If it wasn't for the fact that, like you said, it's hard to pay attention when you have little kids behind you, you know, behind you, like yelling and screaming and making noises and hitting the seats and stuff and just being a general nuisance. So, I, I really liked the beginning, the intro, mm-hmm. especially because in my favorite, basically my favorite two characters are Scorpion and Sub Zero. Always have been. That was cool. I'll give them that. Yeah, and that I was the best did, part. Did that really well, and that's why I kind of like the ending too, because you know, I finally got to see Scorpion, and I've been waiting for that the whole movie. And you could tell it was really fan driven, but the part that got me was what they did with Kano. Yeah, he was. Kano he was, pretty was good. entertaining. He was, but I hated his look. Yes. Yeah. And they said it was fan driven, and Kano, as you know, a lot of people know, has his eye. And the fact that he looked like, I don't know. Well, they, they turned, like, the way they got their abilities was, like, to be, I believe and I yeah. get it. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, no. like one of the biggest egregious was Jax. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He, like, he has, like, those tiny, like, freaking arms. Yeah, and, like, 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 what? If I just believe. And then it's like, and I thought that was going to be his arms. And I'm like, oh, God, there's going to be so much backlash for this. But, yeah, as far as the whole movie goes, it, I watched it again on HBO Max, and that was a better experience, first of all, obviously. But, yeah, I I would put it under the original. I, the original is still so nostalgic for me, and then the, the scene with Scorpion and all the skulls, it will just always be my favorite scene in Mortal Kombat history. And, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it, but then how you were saying, like, you, you liked a number of the casting choices. Like, yeah. I did not like who they got to be Shao Kahn. Yeah, no. That, that. He was just stale and just there. I just mean for like uh, Kano. I don't. I didn't mind yeah. Sonya's character. I think her, you know, the girl who played her was all right. Yeah, I think um, Shao Kahn's Shao Kahn and Liu Kang's both. I I thought both those people did really good. Like, that you know that was a big thing for me. Like, and I mean, 
And they had Shang Tsung. And, yeah, Shang Tsung's casting wasn't that bad either. Which I still like the original Shang Tsung. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, my grade probably be a C minus. Well, uh, as far as, you know, looking at the film, like, I would probably rate it a D. Mm hmm. But the only thing that brings it up to, like, a C-minus for me, actually, is, uh, one, the decent casting and, like you mentioned, the fight scene in the beginning. Because that was actually a lot of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a really good time watching that. Because there's they set up such a good story. They could have done so much with it. And, you know, I, I'll do a D-plus, actually. D-plus is where I'm going to put it. It was a C-minus the first time we watched it, just because the experience was so awful. Yeah. And I honestly... I, I watched the movie, but it was so hard for me because half the time I was turning around. Watched it, rewatched it on HBO, and I'm, I'm going to bump it up a little bit to C just because I like the Scorpion and Sub Zero stuff. I, you know, I will always like that. I See, that's my, that's where I can't get paid because, like, I can usually forgive a film if, like, there's a little bit, but when, like, the majority of it's kind of crap, and then there's only one scene in it where I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just. Well, you, it's not like half year. You, you you feel like it didn't earn it. Yeah, it di it so, didn't earn it. Like, so I guess that means that average would be a C minus. Yeah, because you went D. D plus. Yeah, D plus. I was C minus, and you was C. Yeah. So yeah, it falls under C minus. Um. Okay. Uh. And I guess now we'll get to the next film on here. And that is Spiral, the Book of Saw. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if I've stated on here about my feelings on the Saw franchise, so real quick, uh, I think it's an okay franchise. I think that there's a couple of really good ones in there. Some standouts, but um, overall, yeah, it's about... Now, the latest few, I was like, Jigsaw, I thought stylistically-wise was pretty good because it was different than the rest. It's just the story kind of oh, falls apart. Of shit. Uh, and when they revealed that you know there's gonna be another one, I was like, really? And then I saw Chris Rock was a part. Of it. I was like, what? Yeah. And yeah, then I well, saw. And then made I saw, me interested. And then I saw Samuel Jackson was. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm a little bit intrigued. And you know now after seeing, I'm like, it's okay. Well, uh, yeah. A, a big thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I felt like it tried to do like a different kind of stylistic where it was like a police dra uh, drama yeah and the thriller like that sense in which i kind of did like that and i did actually enjoy chris rock because i think he actually is improving as an actor um it's again though once they start to ramp up towards that ending and then the twist and stuff happens i'm just like you're falling <laughs> off again and uh, again, it kind of makes me then have to question: Do I need? Would I need this to be part in the series? And I'm like, not really. I, I, I kind of feel like I can live without it. Uh, at least stylistically, I could say Jigsaw is at least a continuation. The ending is shit. <laughs> uh, but as a whole franchise, there's like only like three that stand out to me. So I was just okay with Spiral. Uh, 
I wasn't blown away with, but I was also kind of like, eh, I, I don't know if I had to rush out here to see this. Um, yeah, as far as the Saw franchise goes, I, you know, the first two for me kind of stand out. Three is where it started kind of dropping. But Jigsaw was, for the most part, was actually kind of decent. And then we get to this, and you see the trailer, and you see Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson, and you're like, whoa, okay, something completely different, kind of mind-blowing. And Chris Rock was actually pretty good. Um, you know, it was a different aspect of the Saw franchise. Um, I will always be a huge Tobin Bell fan. I love mm-hmm. the character itself, Jigsaw. And, you There's know, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> no, and, uh, you know, that's what I... That's what I really missed from this. I knew, you know, he wasn't going to be in it, but, you know, huge fan. But and Samuel Jackson barely being in it. I mean, I, I figured that was going to happen. He's kind of just a... Uh, he, he was a drawer. And it was definitely a favor for Chris Rock. I don't remember why, but I remember it being a favor for Chris Rock. You know it's going to be but, great when there's favors involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It just, just fell flat for me. Um, it was outside of Chris Rock's stuff, and... None of it was really memorable. Yeah. yeah. Deaths really. Yeah. None of them were like, oh my God. You know, yeah, was... that that was for me like the, the one, yeah, the kills were just subpar. Like when I think of Saw, I think of like crazy traps and like. Needles. Yeah, and like just crazy intense stuff. But this one, like, I remember one of them mildly, and it was the one, like the first kill. The train? The train. Yeah. And even that was like. Yeah, like I, I kind oh, of remember. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of remember the one where the guy with the bar in his mouth that he has to like, it's like gonna pull his legs off or something, and he has to hold it down while it happens. And you know that's or his fingers, his fingers were attached, yeah, and he pulled down on the bar and it pulled his fingers out of socket or whatever, whatever like that. I don't know. For me, this movie, like, I'm excited going into it because I like Chris Rock. And then I found out Samuel L. Jackson stuff. And they were, like, definitely the standouts for sure. Um, I think what this started falling into, though, is, like, unlike Candyman, whereas Candyman is a black exploitation film, but it makes sense because it's centered around, like, urban myth and, you know, so it makes sense. I felt like this is what this started to try to be. But it didn't really, you know, it's not like the and really good ones. I remembered it had to be a Saw movie. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, he was like, we're going to make this and make this like an urban storytelling, you know, whatever. But then we're throwing in segments of Jigsaw. And like, they talk about, oh, the Jigsaw killer, he's supposed to be dead. And it's just like, what did the hell does have to do with Saw? Like, at all? Like, did that guy literally, the, the guy that ended up being like, you know, the villain yeah. in the end? What does he have to do with Saw? What does he have to do with Jigsaw? Like, he just... Like, I don't know, like, I think they played in, like, Samuel Jackson, which was Chris Rock's dad, mm-hmm. like, worked part of the Jigsaw killings or something, or, like, I think that was kind of thrown in there to make it be like, oh, oh well, no. Well, and also it was making a commentary about cops and stuff like that. Yeah, and th- that's where I think it falls under, like, the, you know, trying to be a exploitation film, and... Mm-hmm. It just kind of falls flat. Like the the rest of the acting was subpar. Yeah. Like some of the actors and I was like, oh my god, like this is B movie. And again, like the story. What is the story? The story was just absolutely stupid and ridiculous. Like I could barely stand to watch it. Which you know, and it's not to say like I don't have any hate for like you know that type of film necessarily. 
but it's just the problem is just where this went like it just the story didn't make sense i mean like you kind of be like okay there's the twist but okay Mm -hmm. like this guy's holding a grudge from the at least jigsaw had a point yeah you know you can argue whether it's a good or bad point but at least there was some point to what he was doing and at least all the people after him was trying to be a part of that point the, the further that it went from him and tried to move on to other people, the, 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 message the, the ideal and the message yeah. went away. But at least it had connections to it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one has no connection. And like the purpose is like, oh, well, your dad got my dad killed. So I'm going to wait 20 years to come after you. Yeah. yeah like, it was going to, I don't know, it didn't make sense. Yeah. I'm like, um, okay. If I'm gonna probably say like another thing though that I actually did not mind and enjoy was uh, I like how they had like the feeling like of how hot it was, and like that was like a driving force on people's anger because I always that that then always then takes me back to like do the right thing like that was a big thing is like the hottest day of the year and tensions are flying so mm-hmm. of course people are gonna even be more on the edge yeah yeah, uh, yeah if with Chris Rock's acting, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, the story was just there. Um, traps really weren't memorable, really. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a C- minus again. Because it wasn't the worst, but it didn't do anything to wow me. Yeah. Um, did not enjoy this. I, I miss Tobin Bell. Um, Chris Rock was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go D-plus. Yeah, I'm going to D-plus with this one. It's getting the same rating for me as Mortal Kombat because, like, you know, about the same thing, amount of stuff, you know, watching the film, like, it's about the same amount of stuff that I was like, okay, that's cool, but okay. (laughs) You know, so, like, yeah, so it's a D-plus as well. So I guess that would mean the average is a D-plus. Yeah, so... Who would have guessed? Uh, so now after Spiral, moving on to another big one that we were excited for. Oh, oh God. And that would be A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, <laughs> easily the biggest one that we were disappointed that we didn't get to see with the pandemic. Uh, oh, because we were just so intrigued with how they were going to continue this because uh, there were talks about are they going to do a prequel or are they going to do a sequel um, pretty much the main cast other than clearly the one that died at the first one we're coming back um, and how would it hold up against the original one and I would say that it definitely did hold up next to it Um I would say it's probably uh, just barely under the first one. I still like the first one just a little bit more, but this is a just a perfect continuation as far as trying to expand because expanding it I thought was actually going to be like the downfall really, and I like the introduction of different characters in this. Um, he, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember his name now. Cillian Murphy. No, no, uh, oh, uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. He is proving he is definitely a very talented director. 
Not just for horror. I think he can almost direct. Kind of can do anything. And you know? as far as acting goes, though, a big thing like, you know, in the first one we did see, you know, a little bit of him. Like, I mean, he was obviously a big point of the film. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really got to kind of be up and down with his acting. Whereas this one, he got to, you know, you got to see, oh, basically, like, in a segment of a few minutes, you got to see from, like, calm, happy, collected, you know, maybe a little stressed, up until, like, (laughs) you know, like, so I I really dug that about that. Yeah, because we're we're given day one. Yeah, I I really dig prequel and sequel. Um, like in together it's very strange I like it and I mean also like the smallest nitpicks I could give it are just factors I can't really control Uh, like I felt that because this was like what filmed a couple of years after the first one yeah Um, I felt like the boy character kind of grew a little bit and I was just kind of like you look taller (laughs) And this is technically, though, taking place back at day one. And I was like, but, you know, I kind of have to I have to let that go. Because uh, that's nothing you can control. Um, it, it just is, again, of if I have to compare it to the other one, which I would just say I don't want to compare. I just want to say these are two sequels that you can just watch right after another. Now, if there's going to be a third one... Oh boy, they're they're really gonna be trying here for this trilogy now. And when you go to the trilogy realm, you start to go to the franchise I realm. I hope he says no. <laughs> like I hope he's like, no, I don't want to go any further because it'll ruin it. I think it will too. It's it's very rare when you get a movie, sequel wise, to be better than the original. Not better, but at least on par with the mm-hmm. original and not completely just crap on it. And this movie did that. Like it, it made a movie that was had everything that we wanted and more and set it to that point and having a movie like that be a third one especially after like it's going to be basically just we're recovering yay yeah. and like that's, that's hard to do put into a movie so uh so yeah uh i i could go into any final rating so i'm gonna throw it to nick uh man I'm so excited for this. Uh, as you all know from our me and Ian's original review, of the first one I thought everything of the first movie and mm-hmm. was completely blown away. Going into this one, you know, it was a year late, and I'm like, okay, I still I still think I'm just as excited for it. I just wanted it sooner, and I was not disappointed in the least. I thought the introduction of Cillian Murphy as John Krasinski's friend yeah. was great. Um, I thought the biggest difference between the two of them and I actually love it was this one was centered more around the kids mm-hmm. and it showed what they can do and what the future holds for basically humanity because yeah. it's, it's going to be about the kids and um, I thought Millicent who played uh, Regan and she I think she's an amazing actress yeah um, who's actually deaf she's actually deaf and I thought I loved this movie also because it showed aspects of us feeling like we were her, and it not be able to hear anything, yeah. which I loved. The the, the sound thing for this is awesome. And yeah, I, whoever did the uh, whatever the the sound tech guy, just audio, like the audio guy, like the, 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 amazing. The, <laughs> this is like in the realm of I would say 
Sound of Metal being yes. up for a clear yeah. audio award. <laughs> uh, I, I said as soon as this was over, I thought it should have been up definitely for sound. And then, of course, Noah, who plays um, uh, Marcus, the other, the other boy, they were both awesome. Everybody in the whole movie was great. I thought this is on par with the first one for me. It's really a, definitely a toss-up. I There's certain aspects like in the first one better than the second one. There's certain aspects like in the second one better than the first one. It just... Uh, John Krasinski did awesome. Emily Blunt is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as you guys said, it, it would be hard for me to go to a third one because I've enjoyed the first two so much. Yeah. And this is a, definitely a great yeah. stopping point. Like I said, it's very rare when a third one comes out and it's just like, wow, this and is on par. <laughs> very rare when the next movie is on par. And I think it just, it was awesome. I, you know, I guess the way it was worth it even though none of us wanted to, and it was, yeah, I had nothing but good things to say about it. And yeah, so going into my final rating, uh, the only, like, nitpick factors for me, I felt like there were just a few character moment and choices where I was just like, okay, that kind of felt a little stupid, uh, but eh, I don't really know these characters that well, maybe they are that stupid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would give A Quiet Place in two, part two an A. Same. I would, you know, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I gave the first one an A+. plus. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an A, but I'd definitely give this one an A. Um, yeah, great. Well, I'd give number one an A+, plus, and I would give this one an A. Because there's, there's just enough of it where I'm like, it's not as good as the first one, but there's still enough where it's, it's, it's high. It just doesn't quite reach... The highest. Definitely, bet your ass is going to be in my favorites of the year. Oh, easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that would be a overall A on here, which is the highest rated of the one so far. So now to go into the next one. Speaking of another one that we were highly anticipating in Ray 4, and then the pandemic came in and said, no! Uh, Black Widow, the technically happening in the middle of the MCU timeline, happening right after Civil War. And yeah, uh, Natasha Romanoff going back to Russia, connecting with her, quote, family again, and going on this adventure with her and finding out probably a little bit more about her backstory. Uh, yeah, uh, I was very hyped up for this because Black Widow became one of my favorite characters. I was like, I was very intrigued by her. I thought she had a very cool, mysterious backstory. I wanted to know more about her, and I was like, where's her solo movie? And we wait and wait and wait, and then we get Endgame, and I'm like, okay, is this now going to even happen? Because she dies in Endgame. Uh, and then they said, oh, hey, there's going to be a Black Widow movie. And it works because it's going to be a prequel. I was like, okay, I guess I'm happy, but also I'm not in a sense because I know it's a prequel and I know how those tend to feel because the last prequel thing we had was, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> That's something for also later down the road. Uh, but again, it was just awesome to see Scarlett Johansson as this character again. Uh, 
I thought that David Arbor also was a great standout. I think he's an awesome, fun guy. Uh, Florence Pugh, I thought, stole the show to kind of be this new replacement coming in. Uh, Rachel Weiss, I thought, was pretty good. She's always pretty solid. She, she's she been in some crap stuff, but she's also always been in Oscar stuff. So, uh, I, I would say, though, the part where it kind of is like, Eh, for me sometimes is that Black Widow was not the most interesting person in this. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of started almost feel like an obligation that they made this. Uh, but I still liked the story. I still liked all the characters. I thought they had really good banter with one another, which is what Marvel does well. Uh, there were a couple of CGI moments that I was just like, okay, we're going into video game realm, and I'm not going to give the time that this had <laughs> anything to do with this because this was done and ready to come out before this. So, uh, But it's still another solid, I, I would say it's not a bad film by any means, so hmm. I would give it probably a B. Uh, for me, like you, know, like you said, uh, David Arbor was definitely a standout. He was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole thing because he definitely knocked it out of the park as Red Guardian. Um, I would love to see like a, a series about him, mm-hmm. like on Disney Plus. I think that'd be cool. And yeah, Florence Pugh was the other big standout of this. Like she was hilarious. She was fun. She was witty. Like she was playing Black Widow. If you look at if you look at the older Black Widow stuff, she was like literally playing Black Widow from like, you know, from like, I don't know, Age of Ultron, you know, around that era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fun. And, you know, Scarlet, you know, we care about the character. Like, and so going into this, like, you're obviously emotionally attached to this character. Well, the problem with that is I, I felt like they didn't necessarily live up to the hype that I was expecting for a solo film that one should have came out forever ago. Not even not even necessarily do the pain just the yeah. fact that it should have been made a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And when it finally came out, like I think I was just so hyped up that I was let down just by the fact that like it was only average. Whereas if you look at the you know solo films from some of the first people like comparing it, I would probably rate it pretty low on that list of, of I, I just mean like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, one mm-hmm. guardians, like all the first solo films, it'd probably be on the lower end because I just had more fun with those. And the fact that she kind of got this treatment for her first solo film is kind of like, uh, but it's not bad. Like, I, you know, I probably put it in the, as far as Marvel goes, like if I'm looking at a list, I'd probably put it right dead center yeah. for what I would want. Like it's not which like on the lower end. Yeah, just don't know yeah. too much about. That. No, it's not. It's not on the lower end. It's not on the higher end. Like it's just like dead center for me. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, yeah, you know, it's a fun watch. Like I'm not gonna tell people not to go watch it. Like I wouldn't pay thirty dollars to watch it. But if it came out free on Disney Plus, I'd probably watch it again. Like there was enough in there that I was saying. My biggest complaint though was Taskmaster. Yeah, oh, by far. Like oh, not even God. close. They. Changed the story. They could have had the cool villain. Like, like Taskmaster's a cool villain, I think. Yeah, very and, cool. And, yeah, a, a person who can, especially for a character like her, yeah, useless against, like, the rest of the Avengers because 
you know, Vision just shoot him in the face and he's dead. But overall, they can fight. Like, he'd be good for, you know, fight against Captain America, fight against maybe even Iron Man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, they kind of just, her character. Uh, So what would be your rating? Uh, I'd probably also give it, I'd probably do, like, B-. minus. Yeah, uh, another exciting Marvel release we all had in our back of our minds was during this pandemic, but the, the this Black Widow should have happened sooner. I mean, I think we all agree on that, and she definitely deserved a solo movie. But as far as her character goes, it was definitely overshadowed in this. And I said going into it that I knew Florence Pugh was going to be a star, and she is a star already in my opinion. But I thought she was going to be, you know, jump ahead of everybody in this one too, and she did. But David Harbour was awesome. I think he does deserve a series. And but I thought we should have a lot more of him in the movie. I didn't think we had enough of him. And um, I don't know. It was definitely a middle of the road Marvel movie for me. I didn't like Taskmaster at all. I was really disappointed in that. Of course, the villains tend to not be great in Marvel, unfortunately. But especially this one, they completely changed everything about Taskmaster in this, and it, it just it kind of irked me a little bit. I feel like it was. Maybe rushed in a sense. I just the storyline. I didn't like why she came to be. I guess. I mean, I didn't. It just got lost for me. Um, you know, Scarlet's always going to be great, but I didn't just didn't like her as much in this movie as I had others, which was supposed to be centered around her. But yeah, it was it was an okay. I'd give it a B minus. Okay, so I guess that would be an average of B minus. <laughs> Uh, if, if I can get one thing out there quick, uh, because of a Marvel thing coming up, I've been revisiting all the Marvel MCU stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, the the thing that it dealt with Taskmaster, Task but the like storyline of that that being not not associating it with Taskmaster, just that storyline, they did make a reference to that. Yeah in Avengers and I was like okay well they are paying attention to stuff and you know again if I ever go through the franchise again and I put this after Civil War where it's supposed to be it could have a different feeling to me because I have had a little bit of a different feeling for some now which I will get to when we get to that you know later on Uh, so yeah and now moving on to the next one that we all saw together That would be M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Uh, I was definitely very intrigued, but I was also very... I have to watch myself because this is M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) And uh, not to get too much into this, but because of the brief conversation that we were all having after we saw this, I was like, okay, you know what? This is actually narrowed it down to the next director special we're going to do is M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Because he is like the most like diverse opinion from people when it comes to his filmography, people feel differently, strongly about those. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this one, old, I was very intrigued, but I was also like, oh, but what could happen? Uh, and I would say there are definitely some highlights here that I did like, and then there were moments where I was like. 
okay, we're fi- we're we're riding that line of is this entertaining bad Shyamalan or is this just bad? Yeah. Uh, and a number of times it rode on the kind of badder side uh, for me as far as like characters and di- dialogue especially. Uh, there was uh, one character who did not say one line convincingly <laughs> in this. Uh, and the way, again, he has people talk and try to give exposition, I'm just like, what is, what is your wrong problem writing this dude? And you can't write for children now. You can't. <laughs> children don't speak like this. Uh, even though I know not all children are the same. Um, so, again, it kind of falls in like that mixed category. I was like, I was very intrigued by the mystery and stuff. The more that they experienced it, I was kind of like, okay. And again, there was a couple of strong acting moments in this. But then I also was just kind of like let down by a number of things. And then the the twist, I understand it. It does make sense when you talk about it. It just went on too long. I felt like they should have cut it at one point and they kept going. Uh, so M. Night is definitely one that I will always watch his career and I'm always going to be intrigued by the next film I just have no fucking idea what I'm going to get which is a bad and a good thing so I this kind of falls in the middle realm of it so I would probably give Old a C plus for me Old was uh I don't, I don't know even how to explain it. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, going into it, there was a lot of, like, mystery. Like, it didn't really... The trailers didn't really explain a lot. Like, it was just, you know... I, I definitely was excited going into it. Um, but, like, like you said, Ian, it's very questionable when it's a Shyamalan. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I gotta be careful now because... I don't know what I'm getting into, whether it's going to be, you know, sometimes surprisingly good or surprisingly bad. And I feel like this one definitely, yeah, towed the line of good and bad. Like, there are scenes in it where I was like, wow, I actually like this. Um, Especially towards the end, like, right at, like, after, like, the big twist happens. And then there's that little bit of, uh, like, ending scene. I actually really like that. And then I also like one. I like the the, the actor, the one that's from Hereditary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Name off the head. Well, he is. He just. He's definitely a standout for sure. There uh, also was a choice for this character that I just was like, I don't know if I'm going to bring this up or not. Yeah, <laughs> let uh, that go. But uh, the one character, the the one who uh, uh, the the rapper. Diesel truck or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember if something was, like that. Yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah. Well, he uh, Chevy Nova. He was not like. I don't know why he was there. Like, he could have not been there, and it would have been the same story. Like he he brought nothing to the table. Like literally, the I, only. I felt like the baby thing brought nothing. Yeah. Um. That was strange. I don't know why that was included in the movie. Because it's in the graphic novel. Ew. Okay, well, I think, but yeah, but that still. character, I felt like it didn't really, you know, change anything. Like, it was like, okay, like, he was just there, his girlfriend who died, so like, you know, they could have 
done without like thing, but I guess it start to put people on the edge at the beginning. Uh, the ones the one scene that I do like um, is when the parents are really old and like they're laying there dying mm-hmm. and like they're just kind of sitting beside each other. I was like, oh okay, that's kind of a nice shot. Like you know the kids are like seeing their parents go from like pretty vibrant middle aged people to frail old adults and wish they would have had more makeup though. Yeah. Um, but you know they're watching this like sequence happen and that I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, like I don't know, I just I don't think there was enough in there to really stand out from any of the films. Like I feel like I would still probably put it. It's like it's sort of like Black Widow for me in the middle ground. Like mm-hmm. it's not one of his worst, but it's definitely far from his best. So I mean, I'd probably. What was your rating again? I think I gave it like a B minus. B minus. I'd probably go like maybe, a C. Yeah, maybe even a C plus, probably actually. I don't think I'd put a C plus. I, I'd put a C right in, right in the middle. And I I think I would only have to go like a C plus because there was some strong acting. Yeah. Me. Yeah, going into it, uh, kind of excited. Uh, the trailer you know, brought you know some intrigue with it. I thought, and uh, you know I was. Like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and then I saw Night Shyamalan was directing it, and I'm like, okay, well, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. <laughs> um, which is this going to be? You know, and you never know what you're going to get with him. So, um, as you guys said, the ending and the twist and all that kind of stuff, I, I got it, and I didn't mind it, but I felt like, it, you know, it dragged. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the choral thing, and then the... <clears throat> The messages, the written messages that were deciphered and all that kind of stuff, it just became, you know, too much, monotonous, whatever you want to call it. Um, in the end, of the acting was pretty good. Um, I will say that I did get motion sickness a couple of times. And <laughs> because then, of the... Specifically, yes, the part on the beach, that kind of drew me off a little bit. And, and you know, it didn't make me sick, but it just, like, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it. And, you know... I mean, obviously, the world that we're at was beautiful. I don't, you know, nobody will discount that. But, yeah, some of the characters... Yeah, the setting was nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, of course, vacation, you know. But some of the characters didn't need to be in it. And some of the big parts, like the chi- the child, the you know, the baby didn't need... I didn't need to see That's that. so many questions. But... I, I haven't read the graphic novel, though. So if it's in there, then I guess I understand why he put it in there. And also the, the part with the tumor kind of that that like that kind of also falls into like the there's at least some sequences in it i was like okay i i won't forget that and i actually kind of positively say it like that tumor scene the uh woman with the body that part was thing cool. that, that part i was, was cool. like oh shit yeah that part was cool <laughs> Are you, you mean the woman with she the, had the degenerative the back issue yeah. oh yeah degenerative, uh, degenerative bone disease yeah. yeah and yeah so she was like she was like yeah like that was weird though because like i don't know how degenerative degenerative bone disease works but i'm pretty sure you don't be like i'm the exorcist now like you know granted i know it's slower and like time moves faster there but she was literally like in a, a matter of seconds, like okay, like I'm walking like a spider now, and it's just like okay, like I don't know if that's necessarily how that would work, but who who knows? Maybe I'm an idiot. I, <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't best, it wasn't as worst. Yeah, I put it in the middle line by the sea. 
So yeah, I think average would be a C for Shyamalan, which is kind of that's as, good for him. I mean, at, like as far as like his last few films, it's like yeah, it's like that's pretty much what he the aims problem at. Was, I, I don't think he should really you know try to take something like his originality. Like he's like Nicolas Cage, you know, in in a sense because Nicolas Cage. You can put him in something like, you know, he, he can shine on some movies that are, like, serious, but the best is when you let him be himself. When you let him go out there and be crazy, that's his best films, in my opinion. And but then apparently there's stuff like Pig. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Where, where he's but, more subdued. <laughs> but, you know, like, to me, that's always his best stuff, when he can just be himself and be goofy. I think, I think Shaman wants you to stick making his own films, stuff that's personal to him. Maybe he will. We'll yeah. see. Uh, but I'm sure he's but, not done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but there, there is one different thing here. The next film that we're going into, two of us have seen, and one has been inkling to know how it is. Based on the trailers, I was very intrigued by it. Uh, I liked the look of it, and I also knew nothing about it. Uh, and going into it, I didn't try to learn too much about it. I did watch just one review on it going in because I kind of just wanted to know maybe like a sense of how it was. Yeah. Um, and the moment that they said, if you think that this is like an Arthur thing where it's like, swords and battles and stuff like that no it is not it is a slower beat of a character study yeah which is not necessarily a bad thing yeah um and i was like okay so try to have a good amount of sleep before going to see it because even if it's good if it's a slow paced thing i could drift off a little and i'll admit i did not get the best sleep before that uh so i was like oh shit um and after now seeing it uh I left the theater going, I don't know necessarily how I feel. I liked the visuals. I just had, I, I had so many questionable thinking and stuff going on. And then I watched something where it talked a little bit more in depth about what the, because this is based off of a poem. Hmm. Uh, and I, they dived into like a little bit about that and a little bit about like knighthood stuff and things that are talked about in it. And I grew a little bit more appreciation for it. So I'm glad I watched that. Uh, So, like, this is a story about somebody who... Gawain, I believe is his name. Uh, And King Arthur is also there, but he's fairly and old. And he is the nephew? Yes. He's the nephew of him. And uh, his uh, mother actually plays a witch. Mm who at one point and it's on christmas because they're they talk about like you know it's the the birth of christ day or something Mm. like that Uh, i was like okay so christmas why didn't this come out on christmas then well kind of does make sense why it didn't come out on christmas um and all of a sudden this green knight shows up and he's like from like the wood area and stuff and he lays down this challenge basically to all his not all the knights around the round table although was it really in a round table i don't really know and gowan is the one that jumps in and is like i'll take this challenge 
And because of what he does in that challenge, it then turns into he gets punished a year later. And it's just you have that year to basically be ready and to take that punishment. And I'm glad it wasn't like an existential thing where it's like we see the whole year. Yeah. However, the part when his journey then starts, that's when like it becomes like a, a feeling of like, yeah, this is the journey he's on and this is the surrounding and stuff and long camera shots and takes. And this is directed by the same guy that did uh, a ghost story. Yeah, I like David Lottery a lot. Oh, uh, that you mean ghost stories? No, a ghost story, and it stars a. It, it's uh, about a guy who ends up dying, and you see him as a ghost, and he watches time go. Sounds on. pretty trippy, but I like it. Yeah, it it's definitely not a feel good movie. <laughs> Makes you feel worse. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, so it definitely had that feeling. Uh, I thought he he wasn't the best character to like. He's not a likable knight. He's not even really a knight. Um, this here is a douchebag. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but then it's like a you know a character like you know does he have growth? Does he get better as a person and stuff like that? And it's like that kind of question. I can't remember his name, but I did recognize the guy voice that does the Green Knight. And I looked him up. I recognized him. I was like, oh yeah, he's actually a pretty good actor. Um, there's also just I, I knew the ending was going to not be everybody's cup of tea oh my gosh because it's I, I don't know if that follows with what the poem does but so I just it's based on a poem yeah but uh, I just knew because the crowd of people that we went to go see it's like oh this is probably going to be nothing that they were expecting <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I could see that this it's like a awards contender for visuals I could see it for costumes I could see it like that uh, but as far as like big recommendations that's hard yeah, I, I, it, again. yeah uh, I would say if you like the slow burn kind of stuff and you like the visual stuff you could be for this there are unquestionably some very cool things in this uh, but how often would I rewatch it? That's a question. So I would probably say I'd have to give it a B. Not much to add other than like, uh, yeah, this is a slow build, but some movies are worth it. This one was had a lot in it, and you definitely had to uh, stay awake for it. And uh, I Dev Patel played Gowan, who I yeah I think he did great. Um, I think he's a good actor. I love the look. Of Green Knight in this, mm-hmm. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is awesome. Uh, the shots in it, um, and I thought Lowry's direction was really good throughout. And but like I said, it's 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 gonna be certain people's cup of tea. It's not gonna be certain people's cup of tea. And um, basically, instead of eye for an eye, it was a head for a head. You know, that's all. Basically, that was the gist of it. And. Yeah, um, I really liked uh, Alicia Vikander, yeah. who actually yeah, actually like two roles. Yeah, who actually played the recent Tomb Raider. Yeah, and uh, Joel Edgerton was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't even know he was in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait a minute, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I actually really enjoyed this. And I, so, somebody told me, and I looked into it, that it was like an '80s movie. Yeah, called the Green Knight or Green Knight, and it was played by Sean Connery. Hmm. 
and I'm not sure if it's correlated with this or if it's not, but and it, regardless, the people were saying, you know, it's this is definitely one you have to see at least once, and I, I do agree with that, and I'm definitely going to have to watch it again just to get maybe more of an appreciation for it, mm-hmm. and so I would right now give it a B as well. So knowing that, Damon, would you be intrigued to see it if you, whenever you yeah. can? Yeah, well, I, I like movies like that, though. Like, sometimes movies, you know, actually a movie I just recently watched that I'll get into was like that, like, kind of starts off kind of slow, but then it starts, you know, the whole movie's actually very, I feel like, a little slow-paced, but there's a lot that happens, and, I, you know, I don't necessarily hate movies like that. Like, you know, they can be bad, but they can also be really good, and especially if it looks good visually... Yeah. I mean, I play a lot of role-playing games, and role-playing games are literally just slow burn the whole time with little segments of things, so, I mean, yeah, like, it reminds me of Skyrim. Every time I see the trailer for it, I'm like, this looks like a Skyrim movie. <laughs> like, so, I could definitely get myself the, part of that. And like you said, the ending is, I don't know how you describe it. Kind, kind of abrupt, but it may- if if you're in the right mindset, if you think about it, yeah, it was it's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Damon. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just get to the next one because I already know what it is and I'm I'm already in pain thinking about it. So. <laughs> okay. Well, on to the next. So that would be Green Knight gets an average B here, yeah. and then whenever Damon does decide to see it, he wants to give us our thoughts. That'll factor yeah. in. Uh, but to move on to another one that <laughs> we did recently do something, but technical difficulty, and we're talking about it again. Oh, I thought it was something else. I and, that, wrong. And, that, and that would be Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, we did do an hour-long recording, and then that suffered and did not stay, so we're going to do our quickest thoughts on this, because we could just spend an hour diving into this again, but we're not going to, because we've already been here talking oh, for that one over an hour. Uh, so, uh, ba- basically, yes, this is much better than what we got originally. Mm. I do like the style that this has had. Uh, does it have to be four hours? I don't think it does have to be four hours. I think there were stuff you could still cut out of this. Yeah. Uh, some character stuff I still feel like he did not quite nail. Like Aquaman, I think, was made better when Aquaman then was came out. Um, Martian Manhunter, mm. while I like it, he did kind of take away some key emotional points and I also kind of looked at him as like you literally watched all this shit happen and didn't do a thing okay whatever uh but and Superman Henry Cavill I'm not still the biggest fan on I liked him a little bit more in this than I liked him in Man of Steel uh but I still like Ben Affleck as Batman uh Ezra Miller's Flash was made much better in this oh, version. Uh, Wonder Woman was still good. There still were a few character things with her I didn't like, but still passable. But by far, Cyborg was made way, way better and get, given a purpose. Uh, I did recently 
purchase it on 4K is the most expensive 4K I've bought in so far, which is like 40 bucks. <laughs> but if all of you that are bring back the Snyderverse, maybe continue to help it out this way. So, and is he going to? Is he not? I don't even know anymore. So, I thought he was done, but people tell me other stuff, and I'm like, you know, I'm done unless I hear anything actually from the man's mouth. <laughs> Uh, so, is it the world's best superhero movie? No. In my opinion, no. Is it way better than the other one? Yes, it is. Do you have the time for it? Cool. You don't? Watch it in parts like we did. Uh, so I'm going to give Justice League a B plus. So, I, I love DC. Like, DC's always been my favorite since I was a little kid. Uh, I've been a huge Batman fan, huge Flash fan, love characters. But, you know, four hours is a long time, <laughs> especially to sit and watch a movie. And although I'm not against sitting and watching a movie for four hours, the replayability is very low for me. And, you know, it did improve. Like, by far, like, the, the ending scene especially, they made Flash look like less of a joke. I hated the, the, the I was like, man, like, when I first watched the original, I was like, ugh, like... Flash is just kind of corny in this. Like, he's not really that good. And I really didn't care too much for Ezra Miller's Flash. This completely flip-flopped me. I like him now. And so I'll give him that. Ben Affleck is still one of the standouts for me because I think he's a great Batman. I don't think he gets the appreciation he deserves as Batman. Because, realistically, I think he's probably one of the closest to a legit real-life Batman we've gotten so far. And Wonder Woman, yeah, she does pretty good. And Superman, like, all the characters have been drastically improved. Like, at least from what they originally were. Now, saying that, though, uh, Cyborg is another standout for me. Like, they definitely changed his character from useless, like that. He was, like, junk in the first one to make him a key initial part. And that really brought in the members like they brought them like they really were a team in this mm -hmm. like the last time that was my big one of my biggest complaints was flash was they were like okay flash help these people in a truck not do anything else help these people in a truck mm -hmm. okay <laughs> whatever you know it is what it is so but, the place was abandoned yeah like it was just that was a joke and yeah i mean i know wv had their hands in it and played around and they shouldn't have. But, like, for me, the biggest my biggest complaint is the four hours. Like, yeah. if it was slunk down, it'd be a more tolerable movie. And I would be like, okay, you know, it's watchable. Like, I'd probably watch it again. It's not as watchable as Avengers, per se. But I would, you know, still be able to get through it again. But to, to put it this way, it's like watching Avengers and then watching Avengers again just 30 minutes less. <laughs> Yeah, and you know I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's it's definitely entertaining, and I'd probably watch it again. You know, maybe once or twice in my lifetime. But it's just that's my one of my biggest complaints. And I mean, yeah, you're right. It's not the best or the worst superhero movie. Like again, it's kind of center for me. Like if I have my choice, like obviously there's higher standouts that I would much rather watch because it one shorter runtime and just a little more give and take for me and then there's ones that i'm like yeah no you know i'm gonna put that one real low like i mean i think it's better than batman vs superman yeah but 
you know, I still probably wouldn't too far. Like, you know, I, I get the whole Snyderverse people, like, they're, they're mad that, like, WB kind of crapped on a lot of their movies. I mean, and I, I hate it too, but I'm not really one of those people that are like, yeah, Snyderverse has to come back. Like, I'm excited for the Flash movie. I really am, but, like, if we let the Snyderverse... The only thing I would really keep from the Snyderverse, per se, is probably Flash and Batman so far. Mm. I think everyone else... I mean, I do like the guy who they got to play Cyborg, but really Cyborg has never been my favorite character. I just always associate more with Teen Titans. Yeah, so it's, it's like... It's kind of hard. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, I'd like to see Martian Manhunter live, but... Okay, I don't really want to sit through another long-ass movie to see Martian Manhunter, you know? <laughs> maybe if it was a solo movie in space or something, that'd be kind of cool, but... There's not really a whole lot to take from this that I would like, okay, I'm going to expand on this. Like I said, Flash, they're at least doing something different with it. You know, we're getting Michael Keaton's Batman back. That's going to be cool. Oh, my God. But, you know, we're going to get to see Batfleck in that. So yeah. that's cool. But if you just were like, okay, like Wonder Woman, she's had her time. And, yeah. So that's all I really got to say about it. For me, my rating would probably be a C. Wow. Yeah, a C plus. I give a C plus. Like there's still, you know, I'm gonna go B minus. Actually, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up to a B minus just because there's enough in there that I do actually enjoy that they improved on. Just be, I'll give them the B minus because they improved on a lot of the stuff. That runtime is just egregious. Yeah, um, this is hard for me. Um, yeah, the runtime is entirely too long. Um, I enjoyed what they did heavily with Cyborg. I thought he was by far the most improved character in this one. Um, you know, definitely Flash improved for me. Uh, I liked the look, the Jay Change look of Steppenwolf. I thought he looked yes. a lot better in this Ste one. Steppenwolf just overall. He was entirely better in this one. I, d I just wanted it to be better than the other version. Obviously, we all agree that it was. Um, you know, it's certain things didn't push it above, you know, other DC movies for me. I just, to me, it's, it was pretty good, but it, it's definitely middle of the road. And, you know, you guys said most of the things that I think too, and I'm, I'm just going C plus. Okay. The lowest one actually. Yeah. So, let's see, B plus, B, B minus, minus, C plus. Yeah. So B minus, I guess, yeah. is the average. Uh, and I feel bad. I, I do feel bad for a lot of the actors in it that, you know, like, because all the actors in it are not bad. Like a, it's number, just, a number of them were the reason why this got made. Yeah, they and finance it. It's just the problem was like they just WB needs to WB needs to do what Marvel does a lot of the times and try to keep their hands out of it. Like you know, I feel like Marvel. Kind of like, okay, like they have a little bit of talk in it, but like overall, they kind of let the directors do what they feel like is the right choice. WB is like, so we're going to take this out and take that out and maybe add that in, you know, needlessly, like they did that with Joker. They said, we have to have Bruce Wayne in it or Batman or something to be like, you can't have that without, you know, you can't have a Joker movie without Batman in it. But, but again, as we kind of were talking, like, if I was though the director, would be like, I can squeeze this in. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not necessarily an issue. It's just, 
I just I don't know. I just don't like when companies say make us a movie, but we're gonna have full freedom control of it, like, and we're gonna take out a bunch of stuff. That was the problem. They took out a ton of stuff. He could have revised this film, and and said he wanted to give everything he had an idea for. Mm-hmm. But if he could have revised it and they could have cut it down like they did with the first one, but take out the needless scenes that he didn't feel like needed to be in it, then he could have just gave us like you know a short term version of this film which would have been a lot better. I wouldn't have been as angry leaving the theater. So. Uh, I also, though, just want to say it, it's also just great to see, like, actually the guy's full vision finally revealed. Yeah. Because he went through a whole lot <laughs> with it. Yeah. I feel uh, bad for him in yes. general. Like, his, you know, he had, a, like, a lot of issues there. And, like, like, I do feel bad for him. And I feel that... You know, he didn't get the a fair swing. But to I, say re- restore that whole universe... I just also, like, I don't understand the people that are like, oh, this one was great, so everything he touched can be made great if he releases a director's cut. I was like, really? Yeah, now they're asking suck, for, suck, like... Sucker punch? Yeah, no. Sucker oh, punch. I, you know, I'd argue that sucker punch was, you know, maybe a little underrated. I, I think... There's a lot to it that's kind of cool, uh, especially think, visually. I think it's a full-blown music video. And 300... 300 is actually probably my yeah, favorite. Yeah, 300 is a really good movie, I because think. Because it's simple. But, I mean, to say he's, you know, like, he's not Stanley Kubrick, okay? No, like, he's not. There's just... There's enough in it. I was like, yeah. I mean, even Army of the Dead, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. And again, that was someone that was like, did it have to be two and a half hours? Yeah. Um, so Runtime run and writing for him, he should not do. <laughs> yeah. Just direct. I'd say probably my favorite is, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he did this, was that Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Like, that was a it, fun movie. It's either that, because because it's a remake, that's why I'm kind of like, eh, probably third. It's, it's a remake of one of the best zombie movie creators of all time. Yeah. Uh, but that, he does a pretty damn good job, and I love it. That 300 and Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen's really good, too. But, but, yeah, no, I don't think that the Snyderverse should be, like, I mean, I, I feel bad for that he kind of got, you know, he didn't get a release at first, and then build the hype to maybe get more movies out. The problem is, if he made another movie <laughs> connected to this, I'd probably be like, uh, how long is this one? Yeah, like, you know, it, like, like, if, if he just released this originally, like, his vision of what he wanted to make and made it, had it cut down instead of the other one altogether, like, if that one never even existed and we got this, and they were like, okay, this made a budget, it came out, and I'd watch it, and be like, okay, it is what it is, it's all right. If he made a connected film, then I'd probably be like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to see this one. Yeah. But, you know, now we finally got our cider cut review out there so it's happy about that okay and that is kind of our general catch-up on you know stuff that we had seen this year but a couple of us have actually watched a few things that we have never seen uh the thing that and also like how i stated i've been re-watching the marvel stuff so i will not talk about that (laughs) because i'm all the way at avengers now um but, uh, Damon, you were just telling us about an older movie that you finally got around to seeing that... Have you seen? 
If I have, it's been a long time, so I'd like for you to refresh me. Okay. Because so, I, st- I still have not, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm not, I'm not. I, Stanley Kubrick is one of my favorite directors of all time, mm-hmm. by far. And so I've been watching some, Have I've been trying to catch up on some of his different stuff. Like, I still haven't seen Lolita, and there was another one that I haven't seen. Um, that's, that's one of glory. his early ones, maybe. But I watched Doctor Strangelove, or... Hi... Or uh, hold on, I got I got to pull this the, up. The it's actual very, whole title. Yeah, it's a very weird title. Like like uh, Birdman. It's Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> so honestly, it's great, yeah. but it's a very weird movie to watch. Like I, it's I think it's his only comedy that he ever. Yeah, made. it's it's a very dark comedy too, and. I don't know how to put this. Like it, it, the reason why I brought it up during Green Knight is because it's like that. Like mm-hmm. it's very, it's a weirdly slow movie, and there's a lot of weird shit in it, and you really gotta want to watch it, or you're not gonna be interested. <laughs> but you have to sit and you gotta focus. And I'm like, okay, well, I really, really want to watch it. Like I, I've been amped to see it because I think I've seen it before, but I don't quite remember it at all <laughs> so i'm gonna check it out and i was loving it like i mean yeah like i said it is a very slow paced film like you really gotta want to be there but it's not even two hours though is it i don't think so yeah um so i'm just like you know this is it's a lot of entertainment it's like i said it's a comedy it's a dark comedy and is it funny it is it is funny <laughs> it's, it's more of like it's not like the normal humor though like it's definitely more of a clockwork orange kind of humor okay <laughs> yeah it's very dark <laughs> so i think people should check it out definitely because i mean it's just it's a fun film like it's a very the, the story is very strange you know ironically strange is in the title yeah. living it up to the name but the, the sequences in it are really good like especially like the military stuff mm-hmm. i mean that's that's mostly what it centers around it kind of centers around like so this this plane's flying, and they are carrying a nuke, and a code gets sent to them like, "Hey, we're gonna bomb the fuck out of somebody," and they're like, "Are you sure that's like right?" And so like the whole movie is like centered around like them trying to figure out like thing, and then like it's a rogue military guy that's like going off of being like, "We need to do this. America just needs to put their foot down and bomb the shit out of these commies," you know. <laughs> Yeah, so this is basically like the you know, short form of it, but yeah, definitely should be something you should check out. I plan on that for sure. It actually was the first movie I added on my HBO Max because it was a new addition to it. And I like, I still what was planning on actually just buying it at some point because I mean, I want to own it. Yeah, cause, definitely. Because kind of like you, I was like, I really want to check out all the Stanley Kubrick stuff. I'm really kind of worried about watching Lolita though, so. <laughs> I know the story about behind that, and it's just, yeah, it's a little, a little freaky. Is it behind-the-scenes stuff? No, no, just, like, the fact of, like, the actual story is about, like, a scientist who, like, gets, like, attracted to this, like, teenage girl, and I'm pretty okay. sure there's a very young, like, famous actress in it at the time. Like, she wasn't famous at the time, but now she's a bigger actress, but she was, like, a child or, like, a 13 or 14-year-old or something, and she's, like, a lot of sex stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. Okay, but you know, the to to quote us sometimes the master made it, so there has to be a reason. 
and to kind of piggyback off that, uh, I watched two much, much older films because I started gathering the Criterion Collection because a lot of older films have been put on that catalog and stuff. In fact, one of their biggest sellers is Dr. Strangelove. Is it a Criterion? Yes. Um, it's one of the biggest ones talked about for that. Uh, but ones that I got, the first one I got recently, and it's been the highestly recommended, and that's 12 Angry Men. Uh, nine, it was made in 1957, black and white. It looks great, uh, though. And it is basically about these 12 men that have to decide if this, I believe he fought, would fall under, like, uh, mannish, but he might be kind of closer, like, the teen. Uh, they have to decide. They're the tr- They're the jury. They have to decide whether he is guilty mm. and he gets the electric chair. Oh God! And mm. all you don't see the case. You don't see the courtroom. You just you're given uh, the judge saying you've heard all the evidence. Go back, and all that takes place in that one room. That's cool. And it's them. Uh, Eleven of them just say without question that. Nah, he's guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And then they get to one guy, and that's played by Henry Fonda, mm. who says, I think there's reasonable doubt. And it's basically him trying to convince the others. That sounds yeah. amazing, actually. And for the fact that it is just taking place in one room, uh, the director, I'm trying to see, Sidney Lumet? Sidney Lumet? Uh, he... Well, they made a hell of a profit too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the profits are for that, then, but uh, he made it feel like it was a very active one-room thing. In fact, the opening shot when they enter the room and they're kind of like all kind of standing around, they're kind of talking to one another. I did not notice this at first until it got brought up. He does a one-take shot of like the whole room and going through all of them, and you get to kind of understand their, you know, personalities and stuff. And then I can't remember the name of the actor, but he is like also a big advocate for no, he's guilty, he's guilty. We need to send him to the chair and stuff. But you find out a little bit more. He might have other ulterior motives why he thinks like this. But he played uh, the detective in uh, the first Exorcist. Oh yeah, okay, I recognize yeah. him now. Yeah. Um, who then sadly got replaced with. He's a great actor, but then he got replaced in Exorcist 3 by George C. Scott, who is an amazing actor. Uh, but this is the definition, I would say, of you have to have a great script. And if you have a great script, you can make just this single thing, like, amazing. This has been heralded as, like, the best one, you know, script to be just a story and uh, you only get one image of the boy that they're talking about, and you have complete sympathy for his face when you see it. Um, so this, the I've, I like to stop yeah. just to make sure the budget for this was three hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars, and it made two million. I think back in fifty-seven, that was yeah. pretty substantial. Yeah, I mean three hundred thirty-seven is probably closer to like a couple million. Yeah, and there are a few moments of dialogue where it's like, yeah, that. That feels like the 50s and stuff like that. 
but there are stuff in conversations between characters that I was just like, okay, nope, we are no different now. <laughs> the things that he is saying, oh my gosh, I have heard this in politics. I actually, I actually just heard a joke about that where people were talking, they were talking about, you know, they said, they complain about people being offended now, like, oh, everybody's offended about everything, everybody's a snowflake, yada, yada, yada. Well, then someone brought up, like, The Exorcist when it came out. Yeah. And it was like, People were complaining about The Exorcist. Like, mm-hmm. there were still groups of people complaining yeah. about that. There's always been someone offended about something. There, there, there's an older gentleman here that constantly uses the phrase, uh, those people, them. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's talking about people that grew up in the slum. And one of them on the jury's like, I grew up in the slum. Mm-hmm. And there's a really awesome moment where there, Henry Fonda throws down a knife on the table because the, a knife is like a evidence. Thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, where else could he have found that? And he just pulls out and boom. It's awesome. Uh, I, I would highly recommend that, especially if you're a film lover. And then, not to go back even further, but I also then watched this film called The Uninvited from 1944. And it is, like, it was hailed as, like, one of the big stepping stones for, like, the spooky, haunted, uh it looks dark. Just, the, just like this cover. It looks well, absolutely dark. There are dark sequences in, but a thing about it, because it's in, still in the 40s, it, the black and white. it has like this kind of goofy quality sometimes, too, where it was like, you see like that kind of mixture of like them doing horror and comedy. Yeah. And sometimes that's a little, that doesn't that mesh. I'm surprised this director didn't get in trouble. Like, I've, I've noticed that listening to, like, older horror films where people, you know, like... Well, well, and again, though, this is, like, using, like, the minimalist yeah. kind of thing. They're going with, like, the story behind the haunting, and all you have are the main characters, like, at one point, like, standing at the top of the stairs from this mansion that's haunted, and all you hear is, ah, ah, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, also, it has someone's got one of them there. Swashbuckling. It, it does have at least three questionable things. I'm just like, it, either this is like a period thing that I just don't know about, but uh, the house slash mansion that's being bought is not by a man and a wife. It's him and his sister. Like they're purchasing the house together. Yeah. And I was just like, was this common for brothers and sisters to buy houses? But some, what was the time period? It, it, well, I mean, it was 44. 44. That's probably not necessarily not, you know, like, I'm not 100% sure, but, like, you know, back then, it's, it'd be easier for two people then to go to more together. accepted, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, now well, it's a little weird looking at it. Well, but. well, our buddy George brought it up to me, like, but a lot of people actually, like, bought houses to be, like, a family house. Yeah, when they mean a family house, family. they mean an actual family. Like, he's going to have his wife and kids. Her sister probably have a husband. Like, there's enough people where it's like, okay, yeah. like, um, especially a house that big. If you're talking about like a mansion. And then, and then it was funny how you were bringing up like a romance questionable thing. Yeah. Kind of questionable, but there's also like, I can understand it in a sense because the main uh, actor in this, he has to at least be in his thirties. Yeah. And the. <laughs> One of them, the other actresses in this that becomes a big integral part to this because she's connected with the house. He clearly starts chasing her, and they start to develop a bond, and she's in her, like, 20. And I'm like, 
Yeah, not 15, not 16. She's 20, but this is also a 30-year-old going after a 20-year-old. I, I, and that's also, though, the 40s. You yeah. had a lot of 30-year-old men. Like, look at Elvis. Yeah. We look at Elvis. That was a little weird still, especially since he met her when she was really young. But it wasn't uncommon for them to marry off because they thought of women's... Like, not necessarily her value. I'm sure that they still had, like, low opinions of women, even in, like, the 40s and 30s. I'm definitely sure. Um, But I just mean, like, they thought that women's age, like, after so long, they're like, okay, they're used up. Like, they can't make babies or anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of, I think, what had to do with that. And, like, easily the one that it was just like, okay, that came out of left field, what the fuck? It was like literally like the last few seconds of the movie that's like, oh yeah, these two characters have been developing a relationship too. I'm like, wait, what? When? Uh, But I would say like for you, Damon, and probably a little bit like you, Nick, uh, if if you love the Conjuring movies, if you like any kind of creepy horror thing, I would say you probably should check this out just to see kind of like the roots yeah, well, that's why I appreciate from. about both of these films. They're classics. Yeah. They're, they're old films. Like, I don't know enough about old film. Like, yeah, I want that, to. That, that's why I've gotten into the Criterion stuff. Because, like, you know, like, you know, Stanley Kubrick, it's an older film. At least, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an older stuff. But, like, these movies are actually old movies. Like, you know, I've seen, like, Casablanca and stuff I, like that. I still have not. <laughs> really should. Uh, No, I want to. (laughs) But, like, this stuff is, I don't know. At least this is, you know, a little more interest for me. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, clearly Damon's high recommendation for Dr. Strangelove. I know I still really want to watch it. Honestly, if if you were with a bunch of drunk people, you'd be sitting there like, what the fuck? (laughs) Or, you know. Yeah. Uh, And with me, with my classics of... 12 Angry Men and The Uninvited. Uh, who knows? I might have some older reviews coming soon since I started this collection. Uh, but hope you all enjoyed this. Yeah, we're passing the one hour and 30 minute mark, but we had a, <laughs> we had a lot to talk about and just get out quick. Just imagine if we did full fledged reviews, this would be way longer. <laughs> Uh, so, the four hour mark. So no. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna approach Justice League. Uh, we we could just do a, talk about every single minute of it for a minute. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining. I hope you had a good time. It's fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Damon, uh, last words. <laughs> I mean, last rights. Whatever you should. You know, I mean, you guys heard heard my reviews. If you really think about some of these films that you, you know... I'm not going to tell you not to watch it. Like, I've seen a lot of movies that I've had people say, they're awful, they're crap, don't watch it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to form my own opinion, and we'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And I end up thinking it's okay. You guys might like, you know, Mortal Kombat. You might go into a thing. You might enjoy, you know, Spiral. Like, I don't know. Everybody's different. Yeah. You don't watch it, find out. Like, I mean, I do... And you might you might watch Doctor Strange Love and be like, you know, I know a lot of people who prefer action films. They like they love the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Well, you might go into Doctor Strange Love being like, wow, this is absolutely fucking boring. So I mean I would you know, say you probably would feel like that more with Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, or watching Green Knight. Like, you know, the, it's just, you know, just watch the movie. You know, you might like it, you might not. It, like, it, I'm gonna say my personal opinion, I like it, but you know, do what you feel. 
Yeah, um, I had a blast. Um, oh boy. And, uh, you know, I can't say this enough. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep going to the movies and supporting theaters because unfortunately they're still hmm. struggling badly. Support your theaters, people. It's like struggling immensely. And, um, who knows what the future will hold because God, the, the, the malls are dying. I swear, Don't let the theaters die out too. I swear, thing when things just all of a sudden look like they're getting better and you know looking up, stupidity arises and you mm-hmm. know, and I hate it because you know we all love cinema and I know we all like going out and seeing some, stuff. Some of us actually just want to go out in general. Yes, without. <laughs> but that. some of us are perfectly fine indoors. That's true, and you know. Yeah, go. You know, I would. I can't wait to watch these movies that they recommended. They look very interesting to me, and I do like old movies. And Stanley Kubrick is the man. So you know, I'm gonna check those out, and uh, hopefully, you like my reviews as well. Plug. Uh, I'll just go Nickers Chicken on Twitter. Uh, Ian Novak on Facebook, Guy Loco eighty nine on Twitter. Please. Subscribe wherever you're. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, again, we have a couple of things coming down the line. Uh, maybe a certain number one contender match will be coming up soon. And then I get to defend my title coming up against two. I don't know. And then we have a gigantic celebration of the MCU coming up. Which. That's going to be a long episode. <laughs> well, we'll see how long that goes. Uh, but. And that might include some special guests for oh the first boy. time. So really looking forward to that. So the more the merrier. Till next time, guys, be safe out there. Please don't be stupid, and we can all get through this together. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, optimism thinking. Sorry. Bye.